Four college buddies embark on a road trip to retrieve an illicit tape mistakenly mailed to a female girlfriend. <laughs> female friend. Yeah. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood. A nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. Yes, and welcome to another amazing episode. It's been a week, yeah, I think. A big week for the podcast. Has it? Well, somebody opened a store. Us? Yes. We yeah, we, we have a merch store, guys. You can buy t-shirts, stickers. Mm-hmm. Magnets. T-shirts. <laughs> stickers. Sweaters. There are some sweaters. Yeah. I do want to get a crew neck sweater. Yeah. But there's and some cool logos that we designed. We made them. Yeah. And, mm. and I think you could buy some notebooks. Nice. The, the website allows for you to pretty much put your design on anything, but... Mm-hmm. I just wanted to keep it small. Yeah. There might be some pins, but in magnets. Yeah. We don't think there's a market for a ruining our childhood quilt. Yes, a tapestry. Yeah. There was an option. But who really needs one? I don't. Uh, I mean, nobody's we gonna pay don't need one. <laughs> we don't need it, let right. alone our listeners. Right. T-shirts, stickers. Yeah. It's understandable. And you guys should check it out. Because it's awesome. We have five designs Mm -hmm. and possibly more, depending on if anybody actually buys things. We made some cool ones, though. There's a trip down memory road. Yes. A well hello there. (laughs) Yes, there's a well hello there. And it has a a cameo. Yeah. Which I think is the most ingenious idea you've ever come up with when you're like when i showed it to you you're like you don't get it yeah i was like well that's a cool silhouette and you're like it's a cameo and i was like what and our well hello there category is about cameos blew my mind yeah so yeah you guys should check out that store Mm -hmm. there's a link to it Uh, if you go to ruiningourchildhood.com it's just on the home page there's a link to it and if yeah. you joined the Runers Club, you got an email with it. Yeah. Boom. That was easy. Yeah. And also, don't forget to join the Runers Club by August 1st, if you haven't already, because we are giving away a free t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, who doesn't want free stuff? And it's a t-shirt you cannot buy on our site yet. That's true. So if it's you a, win that, it's a collector's item. It's a limited edition. We don't even have yeah. that t-shirt. It's yeah. a special one-of-a-kind t-shirt. It's pretty awesome. Right? Yeah. I agree. So join the Ruiners Club by going to ruiningourchildhood.com, hitting join our fan club. Mm-hmm. It's free. It's easy. And if you do it, you can enter to win a t-shirt. And you now get three bonusodes up there. Yeah. And we're having, uh, we just had a little team meeting. <laughs> I say that like we have such a big team. It's me, you, and Rupert. That is correct. And we talked about doing some different minisodes that we will let you know about later. Mm-hmm. So you might be getting more than one a month. Yes, but we don't want to give too much away. Right, right. Information forthcoming. Yeah. Yes. We'll make an announcement eventually. Yeah. 
This week, we're doing the 2000 classic Road Trip, and it's a movie that won our latest poll, and Ryan is fist bumping. Pumping? I said bumping. I think pumping. (laughs) Pumping. He's doing something. He's excited. He won again. He won. The people like you for some reason. Three of four I've won. Yeah. It's not a competition, Ryan. But, I mean, three of four is good. (laughs) 75%. That's true. That's a C average. Okay. That'll get you through school. Did you say you got had three out of four? Three out of four. Three out of four what? Three out of the four last... Three oh, wins okay. out of the last four polls. I thought you were trying to say three out of four total. I'm like, you know we've been doing the polls for like <laughs> two and a half months, right? We don't talk about those ones. <laughs> That's in the past. Okay. We have a strict no talking about yeah. the past, even though this... This podcast is a nostalgic podcast where we talk about the past. Stop using logic. <laughs> uh. Uh, anyway, yes, road trip. Yes. Why don't you take us down memory road and tell us about some 2000 facts? And while I do that, head over to the website, buy the shirt. Right. This movie was released on May 19th of 2000. It had a budget of $16 million, and it grossed $120 million, so it was very successful. It did produce one sequel, which came out in August of 2009. It was called Beer Pong. Oh, I remember seeing it. Yeah, and it didn't have really anybody from this. No. Yeah. Was it like a prequel? I I bet you if I looked it up, it was a prequel. It's not a prequel. It had a couple cast members in it, but not... Not like the, the main cast, cast. yeah. yeah. Um, it was kind of reminds you of one of the American Pie band camp movies. Right. Popular TV shows from 2000 were Survivor, ER, and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. The number one song the week the movie came out was Santana, featuring the product G&B, Maria Maria. A couple other popular songs were Destiny's Child, Say My Name, and Savage Garden, I Knew I Love You. Yes. <laughs> Savage Garden. And some popular movies from 2000 were How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Castaway, and Mission Impossible 2. Awesome. Good year for cinema. (laughs) Say it every year. You say that every time. But here, think of this, though. In 10 years, movies from 2020 will be eligible for our podcast. And when we do a movie from 2020, at no point are we going to go, 2020 was a good year for cinema. No. We can't blame the cinema for the year. I'm just thinking... Nothing's coming out. Nothing's coming out. Or they're making the tough decision of just putting it straight on demand. Yeah. And trying to charge 20 bucks for it. Exactly. Which I guess works out to how much we would pay if we went to the movies anyway. Mm -hmm. And we can watch it in the comfort of our own home. That's true. But I can't get that popcorn smell. I mean, you could. You could just make some popcorn in your kitchen. I guess. So, yeah. Road Trip 2000. I was yes. 14 years old. Uh, May. This I was, was, I was in eighth grade. I w- had just finished my freshman year. Yeah. Like probably that week. Oh, I was still in school because my, yeah. my school didn't end until June. Mm. Like a normal schedule. No, I was going to say, I was always jealous of like East Coast schools where they go back to school after Labor Day usually. After Labor Day, yeah. And out here... It's like July? Sure. It's late July now. Yeah. yeah. Late July. But you do get out earlier. Mm-hmm. And they also do like fall break, which is something we never had. No. And 
two weeks in the spring. Yeah. I feel like kids get way more breaks. Yeah, But I digress. Back to Road Trip. (laughs) What are your earliest memories of this film? I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh Uh-huh. My two older brothers took me to go see it, I want to say, on Memorial Day. I remember being very excited for this movie because it had Sean William Scott and Tom Green. Right. And obviously, Sean William Scott was probably my favorite part about American Pie at the time. Mm -hmm. And then Tom Green was pretty big. He was huge. Yeah. At this time. I mean, he literally took a song, the Bum Bum song, was it? Or the Bum song? It might have been the Bum Bum song. Yeah. And just had him talking about putting his bum on things and it went to like number one on TRL. I... Yeah. It did. Uh, what a time to be alive. I was going to say, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. And then he had a show at the time, right? Yep. And did they get married, Drew Barrymore and him? Yes. Yeah. So he was living life mm-hmm. at but this time. Also had cancer at this time, too. So, oh. Yeah. Well, way to bring it down, Ryan. <laughs> He's fine, guys. He is. He's still alive. That's cool. I didn't see this in theaters. You did not. No, I was 14. Well, I didn't know. It's not mean... an appropriate movie for a 14-year-old. So my parents let me rent it like a normal parent. But... <laughs> I'm just thinking, not every... I was not 17. Right. My brothers took me. There's plenty of movies that I had no business seeing in theaters. My mom, for one, took me to a movie I had no business seeing. Yeah, that's true. I, d- I don't remember, like, my brother taking me to the movies or anything like that for this film. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he did. I just don't remember. I remember renting it. Mm-hmm. And possibly renting it with my friends for a slumber party. I feel like that sounds correct. And thinking it was really hilarious because it did have Tom Green, like you said, and Sean William Scott, who I was in love with at Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, because Stifler was such a horrible character, as we addressed in the very first episode of this podcast. But Sean William Scott is good looking, so. Yeah. You know? I'm just thinking if you rented it, you probably rented it on VHS. Probably. Yeah. Trying to remember when we bought a DVD player because my dad was up on the latest tech Mm -hmm. at the time. He's always been very uh, tech oriented. Yeah. Yeah. He's gotten a little worse in his older age, but I definitely think he knows his way around stuff a little better than some other people his age, I guess. I this is how well your dad is with tech. Is I remember when Kindle Fires came out, Uh and he bought your mom one for Christmas, like the year they came out. And your mom had to explain to me what a Kindle Fire was because I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> I knew what a Kindle was. Yeah. And I was like, it's color and you can do all this stuff on it? Yeah. <laughs> Silly. I know. So, yeah, I mean, I remember seeing this movie multiple times just because I, I was thinking about it today and thinking, remembering like a majority of the plot. Yeah. So if we want to segue into if we think it's going to hold up. I'm going to say that's a no for me. You're going to say no? No. Okay. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to say it is going to hold up. Okay, right. I think there will be offensive jokes and some dated references, but I think it's going to be funny enough that it will offset that. I definitely think there will still be moments where I do find things funny, mm-hmm. but I do think there's going to be a lot of questionable things. I'm also going from the standpoint of, and you kind of just mentioned it, was that you watched this movie a lot. I think it was the first DVD I bought. Uh Uh-huh. And I know I said on the American Pie episode, once I saw the movie, I watched it like once a week. 
that whole summer. Uh-huh. I feel like this was a movie that I probably did something similar. It was, you know, I didn't have a lot of DVDs and I had just gotten a computer that had a DVD player on it. So this fancy. was fancy. So I probably watched it a lot. Yeah. So I think the nostalgia is going to help for me. I think the last time we watched it, we did watch it together. Mm-hmm. And like we kind of discussed before I hit record was that I didn't realize it was written and directed by Todd Phillips. Makes sense in the way The Hangover is written. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I'm hopeful. Where can you stream this movie? You, It's not available on anything like Netflix um, or Hulu, but it is available to rent on all of the on-demand channels for like $3. So oh, not bad. it's accessible. But according to Just Watch, it's not available on any of the paid streaming platforms. Or you can just own it on DVD like us. <laughs> I just like doing that. I know. So we're going to go ahead and hit the... Pausey pause. And go watch Road Trip. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching Road Trip, and now we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. (laughs) And our first category is, well, hello there. (laughs) Did you forget? No, I I can't remember if you'd like to do the sound effect before or after. It's after because you say it, and then he says it back to you. Okay, so our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we've forgotten were in the movie. And I don't want to undersell it. There was a shit ton. Yeah. I wouldn't expect any less for a comedy where they're on a road trip. So they're experiencing different people mm-hmm. along their journey. Yes. There's quite a few. Who was the first one that you noticed? At the beginning of the movie, it opens up with Barry, Tom Green's character, who we already mentioned was in the movie. Mm -hmm. He's giving a tour of the campus at Ithaca University, which is apparently not a real university, by the way. No. One of the people in the tour group is Ethan Supley, Mm -hmm. who we've talked about on the podcast before. For the life of me, I can't remember which movie. He is from Boy Meets World, Mm -hmm. Santa Clarita Diet. Yep. Amongst other things, like the movie I can't think of. (laughs) Yeah, he was definitely in a movie we've done. Yeah. And I saw he's in the movie The Hunt. He is, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy if you think about he's been an actor we've been familiar with for 27 years. Yeah. It's It's true. I don't even know if he had a name, but he was just in the tour group. He had a couple lines. I saw he's credited as Ed Bradford. Okay. Maybe he was wearing a name tag or something, because mm. I agree with you. I don't ever remember them saying his name. He's just in the group, and throughout the movie, they do go back to that group, because he's telling, he's buries the narrator, Tom Green. Mm-hmm. So he's telling the story, and it goes back and forth between them occasionally. Yeah. Who was your first one? My first one, he's probably the star of the movie, but I don't think we mentioned him uh, in the first segments. And that's Breckin Meyer. Yes. He plays Josh Parker. We actually just did a movie that he's very prominent in, which was Clueless. Yeah, for our bonus sode, join the Ruiners Club to get it. Definitely. I think the other big thing I remember him from is Franklin and Bash. Yes. And he, I mean, he's guest starred in a bunch of movies that we like. He was in Can't Hardly Wait, remember? Mm-hmm. He, what, literal cameo. Yes. Um, some other ones. Was he part of the boy band in Josie and the Pussycats? 
Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Him and Donald Faison. Yes. Yeah. And Seth Meyers, I believe? Or am I just making that up? I want to say the boy band is all legit famous actors. Yeah. Making a cameo in that movie. Such an underrated movie. It really, I will 100% agree. Thank you. I think when it came out, it somehow got a, had a reputation that it wasn't a good movie. Like, I think the humor of Justin Pussycats was a little too dry. A little and too... At the time, it's a dark movie. Yes. And it's satire. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people understood that. But the soundtrack, come on. Isn't it all basically letters to Cleo songs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Tangent over about yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> uh, the next person I am aware of, or I saw, was Rachel Lancaster, speaking of Clueless, the mm-hmm. TV show this time. I thought she was in something else I remember, but I think it's this movie, Clueless, and then she was in... Flight of the Concord. Yes. Yeah. As Jermaine's girlfriend. That's about all I remember her from. Yeah. yeah. And she was, she dumped him for an Australian. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. My next one is Paulo Costanzo. Yeah. He plays Ruben. He's one of the bigger parts in the movie. And he was on the sitcom Joey. Correct. The Friends spinoff. And he also was one of the stars of Royal Pains. Yes. Which was a USA show. That we didn't want. Remembered him from Joey because I did watch that uh, short-lived sitcom. I thought you were going to say shitty sitcom. It's just, it wasn't great. It was, it, was, it was doomed from the start. It really, yeah. The thing about friends is that you have to have all the friends. <laughs> yeah, there, there was friends. <laughs> there was six friends. And then when you only have one friend, it really it's, loses it's, something. It's not like we we're saying anything revolutionary here. Yeah. It, it didn't work out because you can't just have one of the friends. No. I think it would have worked if they had made it like a joey and rachel or joey and ross i mean mean, you can't do joey and chandler because (laughs) he was married chandler decided fatherhood and being married it's not for me i'm gonna run away to california with joey that would have just made everything that happened in friends so sad (laughs) (laughs) i remember that show you like well guess what he bailed on his kid and they got a divorce it's a great kids they had twins i apologize anyway (laughs) Just a little friend's knowledge for you. My next one was Amy Smart, Mm -hmm. who plays Beth. And she's been in a bunch of stuff. uh, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. And more recently, she's in uh, the new CW show, Stargirl. It's like a DC. Okay. She's one of the main people in it. I I have not watched it. I haven't either, but... I've heard of the show. Yeah. She was, also, in, oh, go ahead. she was also in a movie that we've done for the podcast, Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. Varsity Blues. She's also in a ABC family slash freeform Christmas movie with Mark Paul Gossler. Is it the 12 Dates of Christmas? Yes. I love it. Because it's one. the, you know, it's the repeating, the time loop. What did they say on Palm Springs? He's like, it's just your typical time loop continuum. Yeah. Like you said it. And she's like, what? <laughs> A Groundhog's Day movie. Yeah. Yeah. Palm Springs is a really good movie, by the way. Yeah. I enjoyed it. it. The old Samberg. Yeah. Who was your next one? My next one was Anthony Rapp. Yes. He plays Jacob. If there's a villain in the movie, it's basically him. He's Brecken Meyer's TA, who's basically trying to get him to fail the class because then he'll get kicked out of school and he can get Amy Smart's character, Beth, back. Which is not at all true, but this right. is what he thinks. He 
is obsessed yes with her uh you didn't say where he was from so. the big thing i know him from and i know you know him from that as well is he was mark in rent yeah he was on the broadway version and then the movie, movie and and he was in dazed and confused which is an episode we did yeah very true bringing it back to the, the the nerdier group yeah bringing it back to the archive yeah i remember watching rent for the first time because obviously didn't live in anywhere near new york and never went to a broadway play but mm-hmm. so my first viewing of rent was the movie and going the creep from road trips <laughs> And then really liking his character. You're like, oh, damn it. I can imagine if I had seen Rent when it came out, that's what I would have took away from it. I would have been like, the creep from Road Trip. But by the time you had showed me Rent, I was aware of a couple things he was in. And I knew he was a Broadway actor. And I had more associated him with those things rather than him being a creep douche. Yeah. My next one was... Sean William Scott, who we mm-hmm. kind of mentioned already, but he, did we mention him? Uh, I think we just briefly mentioned. Oh, okay. He plays a character named E.L. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. They never explain it. Nope. But obviously he's from American Pie, Role Models. He was in the Lethal Weapon yes. TV show. The Rundown with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay. The monk? The Monk? Evolution? Bull- Bulletproof Monk? Is that mm. what it's called? <laughs> Um, I'm just naming. <laughs> we're just giving away his whole IMDb. Um, role models is definitely one of my favorite Paul Rudd movies. So I have enjoyed him since American Pie and also this movie. And I don't think he acts nearly enough. Or maybe they just don't give him enough roles. I always associated him as being hilarious. And I don't know that he ever got on my nerves. Like some actors at some point they'll do a role where I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't very good. Like even Will Ferrell, who I love, he's done movies that I didn't particularly well, care for, and I yeah. never felt like Sean William Scott was that. And we've talked about this before. Like everybody kind of goes through an evolution of, you can't always be on top mm-hmm. as an actor, as like a hit star. You're gonna eventually pick a crappy movie for sure. I think he went through a string of where he did a lot of like indie movies. Mm-hmm. He did the Goon, yeah, the hockey movie. Yeah, I've always enjoyed him. Yeah, like I said earlier. Who was your next one? My next one was DJ Qualls. He plays Kyle, who Josh and Ruben borrow his car to drive to Austin. And he's kind of a nerdy guy, and they kind of help him grow. I would say he actually has quite a bit of growth as a person on this little road trip. I remember he was in that movie, The New Guy. Yes. With Eliza Dushku. And then also... Zoe Deschanel. Oh, I do not even remember that she was in that. She was in his band. She had blonde hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but also, more recently, he was in, like, The Man in the High Castle. And he's been in a lot of shows, like, where he's in 30 episodes of them. I remember him being on Supernatural. Oh, nice. As, a, like, a reoccurring a character. Hmm. You don't remember this? I do not. Oh. I remember him popping up on an episode of Big Bang Theory as well. He was a thing for a minute. Yeah. Like, the fact that he got the new guy. Because I'm pretty sure he was kind of a breakout in this movie. Mm -hmm. Definitely. My next one was Rini Bell, Mm -hmm. who plays Carla, which is Tiffany's roommate, who is Rachel Lancaster's character, Mm -hmm. is Tiffany. And Rini Bell is from Gilmore Girls. She plays Lulu, which is Kirk's girlfriend. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm a big Gilmore Girls fan, so I had to note that. And apparently she was in Bring It On, and now, yes, I remember her in Bring It On. Doesn't she cry a lot? I think so. We need to watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, Who is your next one? My next one was Cleo King. Yes. She's just a passenger on the bus with Beth. Beth. But right away, I recognized her from another Todd Phillips movie. She played a cop with Rob Riggle, who arrests the guys. And then also, you mentioned she also played a police officer on New Girl. And she's a police officer in Pineapple Express. Yeah, she's been in a ton of things. Apparently, she has major cop face. (laughs) But I I just always can hear her saying, her and Rob Riggle just riffing in The Hangover and like, every goddamn time. (laughs) Uh, That was my Rob Riggle. That was good. Thank you. Uh, there was an Andy Dick cameo. He plays a motel clerk. Mm-hmm. Not much to say about it. He was just a creep. But he also kind of made uh, Ruben feel like shit because Ruben asked him if he could score some weed. If he could score some weed. And he just kept going, I can get you an 11-year-old prostitute. And I can get <laughs> you, like, he just kept going off about a bunch of different crimes. And then he's like, or I can just give you a fresh towel. <laughs> It was a good cameo. I, I never minded him, and I really liked his cameo in the Netflix show Love, mm-hmm. because he plays himself. But... And he was he was decent in that, too. Yeah. yeah. Who was your next one? Uh, my next one was Earl Edwards, who plays Kyle's dad. He always looked familiar to me, but then I look up his IMDb, and nothing really jumped out at me, but he was in Naked Gun 33 and a third, and he was also on True Detective. Okay. So he's... He does look familiar, but I think it's because of this movie. It's one of those I, yeah. instances. Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably exactly what it is. My next one was John Ross Bowie mm-hmm. plays the waiter. He's starred in The Heat. Uh, well, not starred, but he had a small role. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Barry Kripke. Yeah. He's in, I don't know if it got picked up again, but that show with uh, uh, Mini Driver uh speechless i think it's on abc okay and he's on a bunch of episodes of uh reno 911. reno 911 yeah yeah who was your next one my next one was horatio sands yes and he plays another waiter at a diner big thing i know horatio sands was he was on snl for multiple years and he's been on a bunch of stuff yeah that for the life of me i can't think of <laughs> and in this film it's the french toast scene and that's all we have to say right now yeah because if you've seen this movie at least once, you remember the French, French toast scene. You better. I can't say French. 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 My next one was Mary Lynn uh, Roshkub. Uh-huh. And she plays Brenda, who works at the School for the Blind. School where, for the Blind. Uh, Sean William Scott's character ends up stealing a bus so <laughs> they can get to Austin. But she's been in a whole mess of things. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, 24, Little Miss Sunshine. Mm-hmm. I definitely, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine was the one that stood out. But then also when I looked her up, I saw she was like a regular on 24. Yeah. yeah. Who was your next one? We have quite a few still. Yes. <laughs> My next one was Matt Walsh. Yes. He played like a photographer for, I, I don't know if he was for the press or for the police department. I think in the thing, it's he's listed as crime scene investigator. Okay. He was Mike on Veep and he was the nurse in The Hangover. He was a doctor. Doctor, I apologize. And he's been on Reno 911, and he's just a character actor that's probably been in everything you've ever seen. I was like, I think he's been in every comedy known to man in the last 20 years. Joshua on Community. Yes. 
<laughs> the trampoline episode, who turns out he was a racist. And Josiah and Troy's like, oh my god, oh my god, he's racist. And then they like have flashbacks, they're like, oh. oh he oh. had a swastika tattoo on his chest. Well, like it's a windmill. Like, oh, oh my god. Uh... Oh. His voice goes so high. Oh my god. Um, my next one was Omar J. Dorsey. He plays Lawrence. He was one of the frat brothers oh, okay. in the all black fraternity uh, mm-hmm. that they stop and try to say they're part of the fraternity. And obviously, the guys know they're not, but they're nice and they let they feed them. They let yeah. them party. He was in an episode of Chuck. I think that's where I I recognized him from. But he's also um, from the Blind Side and. He's in uh, When They See Us, which is the miniseries on Netflix about the Central Park Five. Oh, okay. Who is your next one? My next one was the director, Todd Phillips. He has a little cameo as a creepy toe licker on the bus. Yes. And uh, also the writer of the movie. So, And Todd Phillips made Joker. So. And The Hangover yeah. in Old School, yep. correct? So super famous, and his next film that he is making is a biopic on one of my favorite childhood wrestlers, Hulk Hogan with Thor. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. My next one was Ellen Abertini Dow. Oh yeah, who plays Barry's grandmother, and she's playing many of a grandmother, the wedding singer, mm-hmm. wedding crashers. Mm-hmm. She was a grandmother in that sister act. Oh yeah, and uh, I saw she passed away about five years ago but right. she even did an episode of new girl in 2013 i vaguely remember that yeah, she lived She's to very, be like 103 i think very recognizable face and i think it's mostly because of the wedding singer yes for sure who is your next one um my next one was just a voice and oh. i was more surprised at who did the voice there's a dog who gets uh they're getting high and the dog's talking to them. Oh, it's Barry's grandparents. Yeah. And, yeah. The voice of the dog is by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Which I I don't even know that I could recognize it until like I saw it in the credits. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't sound like him, but I, um, I know it was him. The, I had one last one. It was just uh, the actor that played Barry's grandpa. His name was Edmund Lindeck, and he was in Big Daddy and Enchanted and a couple other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, he also passed away the same year that Ellen Ambertini Dow passed away, so that's kind of depressing. Yeah, but very much so. They're definitely older. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, and the little bit of trivia that I had was, according to IMDb, Joshua was supposed to be played by Crispin Glover, which, thinking about how much older Crispin Glover is probably to, like, Amy Smart and Brecken Meyer. That would add another level of creepiness. Yeah. Like, jo- Joshua's... Or not Joshua. Jacob. Sorry. Yes. Um, Anthony Rapp's character is already creepy. Mm-hmm. But that would have just added... Because also, Crispin Glover's kind of a... He's a weirdo. Yeah. You know? Very much so. There was a couple times where you'd look at... In the background, there would be the students walking by, and you're like, they look 40. <laughs> We haven't talked about that in a while because I felt like we haven't done like a teen or a college comedy in a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's always, a th- it's like something they probably, when they're doing it, they're like, nobody's going to notice. Because they're just a background actor. Yeah. It was uh, last night, fun fact, we watched Pleasantville. Yes. And there was a couple background characters like in Reese Witherspoon's classroom 
not to be mean, but they're losing their hair. That's how old they are. I'm like, that guy's 40. Come on. He's not 16. I just am thinking of like a, a comedy that's come out like recently that is centered on teenagers that we've seen, like a movie or a show. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine because I feel like they do a way better job now to cast kids that are younger. I say that and we watched, what was that show on Netflix that was by Mindy Kaling? Uh, never have I ever. Yeah, no. never have I ever. Um, <laughs> and the main character that she's in love with, the main character is the guy's twenty eight. But yeah, still, I think for the most part they do try to get people that are at least in their early twenties. Well, and I was when you said uh, a more recent movie, I was thinking of Spider Man Far From Home, and I feel like they do a decent job at casting people that look to be in high school. Right. Like Ned doesn't look thirty. That's true. Yeah. Tom Holland's quite yoked, but he doesn't look 40. He's in great shape. He is. Uh, The next category is called, kids would call it a throwback. We call it the prime of our teens, where we talk about fashion, offensive jokes, and dated references. And surprisingly, I did not have that many offensive jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very surprised. I was very surprised as well. What did you think about the fashion? Fashion, I felt, was like college kid fashion. Right. The guys are wearing t-shirts and button-downs over their t-shirt. The only thing that I really noted was ELs wearing these ugly brown and orange Adidas pants. And then I said, who wears brown and orange? Definitely not a Cleveland Brown fan. <laughs> I did note that his hair was pretty bad. It was like that highlighted choppy and just going everywhere. Like it probably takes him like an hour to style it, but it looks like he just woke up. It's my bed head. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, the clothing, I mean, the main characters are wearing the same clothes throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So they're like, just wearing t-shirts. Yeah. Kyle's wearing like an Atari t-shirt. Yeah. Although I will say when they find him to borrow the car, he's wearing this polo sweater. Mm-hmm. And it's really big on him. Also, DJ Qualls is very thin. Yeah, he's painfully thin. Yeah. What about offensive jokes or data references? The whole idea at the beginning that EL is having an auction and he's auctioning off women doesn't particularly age well. Right. He does state that by paying for their services it does not mean that you get to have sex with them so i'm like well, i feel like least... you shouldn't have to state that you shouldn't but they all were willing participants so yeah that is okay i guess i didn't really have any offensive i mean there were some but i didn't i felt like they weren't so notable that i had to write them down the only other thing that i had was when they go to the all-black fraternity the fraternity throws a party Right. And Kyle meets this lady named Rhonda and they hook up, but they shoot a scene where they're outside talking and getting to know each other. And Rhonda's plus size, but she's not 700 pounds. Right. And they shoot a scene where they're sitting on a bench swing. or like a swing. Yeah. And of course, they have to emphasize that she's bigger than him. So they make the swing incredibly lopsided, which I just thought was a cheap laugh. It's not funny. It's like you could read it two ways. You could read it as she's bigger, so she's weighing down the swing. Mm -hmm. But you could also look at it as like he's very, very, very thin. Which is true. if like EL was fitting on the swing, would it be 
as tipped over but I still it was a cheap joke and it's for a cheap laugh and it's definitely like fat phobic to me mm-hmm. something that would not really fly in no. today's society but and you know I did see on Todd Phillips Wikipedia he said he doesn't feel like he can make comedies nowadays because he feels like they're dissected and I'm going well you go for a cheap laugh like that I, I remember when he said that it was when like the Joker came out mm-hmm. and I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not but I do remember like discussing and how like there's other ways you can have comedy I mean like there's still f- stuff that's funny yeah there's still people that produce funnier things in today's like politically correct world to me like making fun of somebody's appearance and making fun of somebody for something that might be out of their control is not great no it's definitely shitty and i i cringed throughout that whole scene because i thought it was gonna get worse yeah especially with the sex scene and then surprisingly it didn't no i agree i had it in my head that it was everything centered around these scenes with these two characters was going to be over the top and terrible and you're right it it wasn't yeah like it could have been way worse which is not something you want to say about a movie but yeah in the terms that we're reviewing it it has to be said i guess yes for sure um there's just some references like at one point el tells josh she's jumping around like richard fucking simmons because he just had sex with yeah. beth and He's super excited about it until he finds out that his girlfriend wasn't cheating or breaking up with him. Did you have anything else in this category? I did not. Okay. Again, surprising. Yeah. I was very surprised. (laughs) Do you want to move on? Yes. We're going to go ahead and get on the payphone to call our girlfriend to see how she's doing and talk about some technology. Yeah. What technology did you notice? At the beginning of the movie, after Tom Green kind of opens it up for the story, Josh is recording himself with a Sony Digicam mm-hmm. to send to his girlfriend. He's sending VHS tapes yes. to his girlfriend. But I will say, when I was 15 and 16 years old, I totally wanted that camcorder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a sweet camera. Right? Top of the line. And it was sleek. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously... The whole premise of the movie, it centers around him sending this tape to his girlfriend, but it gets swapped with the tape that he records with Beth, Mm -hmm. which is a sex tape. Yes. And the premise of the movie is him trying to go save his ass. I was going to say, a lot of the other technology is kind of in the background, but that is prominent. Right. There was a couple things in the background, like he has a box TV as we all did in 2000. And he has his VCR attached to it, because right. like you said, he's recording tapes to send, it, uh, send to her. What other pieces did you notice? Just, you know, obviously there's telephones, there's answering machines, they're really bulky because he's trying to get a hold of his girlfriend. And the whole reason he has sex with Beth is because he can't get a hold of her for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Her roommate is understandably annoyed because he keeps calling. Yes. Because he also has a bad dream that she's just having sex with a guy. Like in the quad. In the quad. (laughs) Which I I get long distance relationships have to be hard. And if you're like 18, 19, that's probably what you're thinking Mm -hmm. about is like, are they going to hook up with somebody? It was just weird in the sense they emphasize the fact that they've known each other since they were three. Right. And are best friends. So 
out of every you would think they would have a lot of trust built in their relationship but apparently not you would think yeah and apparently he didn't think that highly of the relationship because it took him like five seconds yeah to be like i guess i'll hook up with beth because she's interested yeah she's here (laughs) yeah but we'll talk about that in a second because (laughs) when we get into the plot more i was just going to quickly mention there was some lime green appliances carla's phone was a lime green cordless phone there's a lime green iMac and then the last thing I noticed was a Nintendo 64 on the ground yeah I didn't notice that at all yeah but that's it okay (laughs) well we'll move on the next category is called is it even good where we talk about the plot plot holes and we uh talk about our funniest and cringiest moments yeah and there was stuff that happens obviously it's a movie where people have to go on a road trip yep shit happens hilarity ensues (laughs) right away they kind of address it too is el even says to breckenmeyer why don't you just fly down there right and he's like do you have money for a plane ticket but then i started thinking but you guys are buying camping equipment, gasoline, motel rooms, food. But they were using Kyle's credit card the whole time. Then why didn't you just ask him to buy you a plane ticket? <laughs> I mean, they're idiots. I yeah. don't know what to tell you. That like, would have been way too quick. And it wouldn't have been a movie, Ryan. That's true. My whole thing about the plot was that it wasn't great. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was uh, just the fact that he so quickly decided to sleep with Beth and then turns out his girlfriend wasn't ghosting him nope. before ghosting was a thing. She was dealing with a family, a death in the family. I mm-hmm. think her grandpa died. Yeah. And and it's 2000, so they don't appear to have cell phones. No, um, I did not see one cell phone. Yeah, so she she tried to contact him when he wasn't in his room, so that whole thing happened. Yeah. But So then he embarks on this journey to get the tape back because his roommate accidentally sends the wrong tape and yeah i mean nowadays the video you would send like probably through your phone it would be instant instant there's no i'm gonna get in a car and drive but in a movie they would probably figure out a way like it's on the cloud and we can try to delete it before they open it in email and yeah that's true uh two thousand problems the other thing that I it didn't make sense to me was Kyle's is kind of how they're paying for everything, but his credit card gets blown up in the car. No. No? Because they use it at the hotel after the car gets blown up, and then the motel clerk, Andy Dick, says, your card is maxed out. Okay. Like it got declined. Well, I, the only thing that I didn't get was how did they know they were at the University of Austin, the parents, to like show up there? Somebody told them. Was it Andy Dick that tells yes. them it? Okay. Not a plot hole, folks. Yeah. Sorry. Just you not paying attention. No, I was probably logging notes at the time. My biggest plot hole, again, is how easily Josh goes from, I would never cheat on my girlfriend, to, I guess I'll sleep with Beth. Yeah. Because her roommate said she didn't come home the night before. And because you have it in your head that she's, she's cheating on you. She's waiting to cheat on yeah. you. Yeah. And then just beth's kind of story i i like her character but i think her whole story of going to travel to boston because barry tells her they are going to boston Mm -hmm. just express her feelings or to tell well she ends up telling a fake yes um 
whatchamacallit? Fake Tiffany. Tiffany, mm-hmm. who is another actress we didn't name in the cameo, but she was in Legally Blonde. She was one of... And White Chicks. And White Chicks, yeah. She was one of Elle Wood's uh, best friends. But she told her that her boyfriend was cheating on her. And then she goes ballistic. Which is actually my funniest moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take No, I, I just started talking about it because oh. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, which we can transition because I don't really have any other plot holes. Me neither. Um, yeah, she goes to Boston. She tells, she tracks down a Tiffany Henderson because that name is pretty basic. And she tells her that she cheated with her boyfriend and the girl just starts breaking <laughs> the guy's car and she walks up and she's just like oh, what's going on? And this girl's like, oh, her boyfriend cheated on her. Her boyfriend's right there. And she's like, that's your boyfriend? And then she just like, like slowly <laughs> backs away like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious. Because uh, also, when she's hitting the car, she immediately turns and just clubs him with a baseball bat. <laughs> and Beth's like, oh, shit. shit. What was yours? My funniest moment is when they're on their road trip and Ruben tells him about this shortcut that results in taking gravel roads that's going to save you five hours right and they come to a part where the bridge is broken because they're in the middle of nowhere and he yells like bob hope could jump this with his golf cart and he spits across and the bridge promptly breaks <laughs> yeah. so then in a moment of uh realism they jump this little gap i mean it's probably maybe 10 feet it's not that far but when they land it breaks the axles on the car the front end's destroyed. It wasn't Nicolas Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds jumping, you know, Eva Knievel style landing perfectly fine. Did you say Eva? Yeah, Eva. <laughs> yeah. It's Evil Knievel's female sister. Oh, Eva okay. Knievel. Female sister? <laughs> yeah, female sister. It's like earlier when I said female girlfriend. <laughs> because it said female friend, and I'm like, it's his girlfriend, but it's also his lifelong friend, I guess. Yeah. But anyway. But I agree with you. It was girlfriend, not yeah. friend. So yeah, that was my favorite part when that was pretty good. It, it's I do think it was realistic until it exploded, but yeah. I always thought that m- moment was pretty funny. What was your cringiest line or moment? You mentioned the French toast, so I will go with when Barry is trying to feed the snake with, and he has a mouse, and he puts the mouse in his mouth, and he was trying to get Beth to come back. The next day when he was going to feed it, he's like, you should come back. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. And I remember that those two scenes stuck with me. Like, I remembered before they even happened. I'm like, oh, he's going to put the damn mouse in his mouth. I didn't remember that he put it in his mouth, but I do remember him humming the song. Like, when Beth walks in and he's like, "Uh," like a very (laughs) intense song. Yeah. And I remember him singing his song when all the guys are still in the room after the party. The tiny salmon goes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember Shaw William Scott when he does the one and yeah. he goes, Kaka! And they cut to him and he just lip syncs the kakas. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's heard this song before. Yes. Mine was the French toast scene. Honestly, the reason I never send food back at a restaurant because no. not that I think it's going to happen every single time, but. The minute I saw this movie, I was like, yeah, I will never send food back at all. The best part, too, is like DJ Qualls' character, Kyle, he's so nice about it. Yeah, he was he just wasn't like, a oh, dick. You put some powdered sugar on it. I, I ordered it without that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, let me get that taken care of. And he's like, oh, thank you. Yeah. So which, nice. Which shows you some, you know, hospitality service might not, I don't know, hospitality, restaurant service. Yeah. 
person, they don't fucking care if you're, you ask them nicely or poorly. If, if it inconveniences them, they might spit in your food. Exactly. And I agree with you. This definitely plays into my never asking to see a manager and never sending my food back. Yes. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? Because I did have one thing I wanted to talk about. Just, and this is just us noticing things. They stop at Target and the Target does not look dated at all. No. Like you even said, you're like, Target looks the same. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Looks like Target. Looks like Target. I did feel like two things about Sean William Scott's character, E.L. Uh, E.L. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I felt like at the beginning he was basically just playing Stifler. Yes. But he's a little less annoying. Yeah. He's, but it, he does like talk to his crotch and it, he was very Stiflery. But then there was times where he was telling like, uh kyle to be more assertive and stick up for himself that's what goes along with the growth yeah Yeah. kyle asks him when they're driving can you pull over i need to use the bathroom and he's like well i don't need to go so we're not going to and he's like oh okay And he's like dude i'm joking yeah well i'm like something stifler would never say exactly but the other thing is and i've talked about it in podcasts before where we've done similar teen comedies or teen sex comedies where there's always a scene where it's it's definitely like a, a frat boy's dream come to life. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where he Sperm gets bank. the nurse yeah. to what he thinks is going to be, you know, pleasuring sex. him or sex. Yeah. And she does it very medically. Mm-hmm. And w- which I think it like turns it on its head a little bit. Yeah. I almost forgot about it. And I was just like, here we go. A nurse would never really do this. Like, in the sense that she would go in the room and be like, yeah, I'll have sex with you so you can put your sperm in a cup. Yeah. No. Nope. I guess in a way she's just like, yeah, let's do that. And then she's like, I'm going to stick my fingers (laughs) up your ass. And shocker, he liked it. There you go. And the other thing in the beginning of the story, after Beth has sex with Josh and she's in the bathroom with her friends and there's just women running around topless. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this shit. It always annoys me in movies that, like, girls don't wear towels like guys do in yeah. locker rooms. They wear them around their body, their whole body, around over their breasts. Yeah. But it's funny because they cut to the tour group and the two younger girls in the tour group are like, um, girls don't just walk around naked. And he's like, yes, they do. And she's like, no, <laughs> yeah, they, no. they don't do that. <laughs> so I'm like, at least they made that joke. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. Very true. But they still... They still went back to showing women's boobs for no reason. Yeah. But like you said, at least they made the joke. Yeah. Whereas every other teen sex comedy, they don't make that joke. This, yeah. is, this is how life is. Or even in Lethal Weapon, as in the opening one where the girl is just, you know, walking around her apartment with her chest out and hey. just doing blow, <laughs> falling out of windows. We did that last weekend, Ashley. Oh, Why are yeah. you going to sit here and tell that's people true. that's not how life is? We did blow. Yep, did blow and I walked around with my chest out. <laughs> oh, we did not do that. No, that is not us. Um, I, I think that's all I really had. Did you have anything else? Mm-mm. You didn't want to talk about anything else? I did not. Okay, Ryan. Ryan, okay. As always, it is award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. And we give out two awards every week, the first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Who did you give your award to? I didn't want to do this, but I did. Because I think out of all the characters, there was nothing to Josh Breckenmeyer's character. Oh, wow. 
he there was nothing to him no he obviously he's supposed to be like a straight man right his friends are all kind of crazy but he's the normal straight guy in the comedy but he's also in a way really forgettable and the fact that the movie centered around him is his only growth or depth yeah and his character is not really likable no for the reasons i already explained Nothing really extraordinary happens to him on the road trip. He's just kind of there. Just all the other characters are way more developed than him, if you think about it. And they go through all these journeys. When he gets to the college, it it turns out Barry had taped over the sex part of the tape. So he was in the clear, basically. But he ends up breaking up with his girlfriend. But, like, they don't mention that if he says, like, hey, I cheated on you. Yeah. So he gets away with cheating on his girlfriend. Yep. Who is also his best friend, by the way. From childhood. <laughs> Can you say that one more time for from, me? From childhood. Yeah. And then he makes it back to school. He's almost late for exam, but luckily Beth fucking... Calls in a bomb threat. Yeah. yeah. So it's like things happen to him yeah. and he doesn't do anything. He's not the hero. He's just there mm-hmm. and people around him are helping him, but he's not really helping anybody else, I think. No. that It's hard for me to say that because... If you've heard the Clueless episode, mini episode, Breckenmeyer is one of my favorite parts in Clueless, and I like him as an actor. I just think he's kind of blah on this. Agreed. Uh, agreed. I did not give him my award. Okay. But Who'd you give I, yours to? I gave it to Thomas Green. Okay. I thought he starts off strong, mm-hmm. and he's funny in that opening scene where he like points to a building and tries to say it's from the 1600s, and a girl like corrects him and is like, it says 1951 on the building. And he's like, yeah, that's the address, you wise ass. I feel like at that point, everything's downhill for him. Like they dumb him down. Yeah. Ruben corrects him and tells him that we're going to Austin in Texas, and he still manages to tell Beth the wrong city. He says Austin, Massachusetts. And she's like, Boston? He was like, yeah, Boston. The gross-out humor with the mouse, I think, is disgusting. And then even the very last scene of the movie, the credits have started to roll, and he starts making out with the mom that was on the tour. Yeah. But he's, like, on the ground on top of her, kissing her, and he's acting like he's having a seizure and starts he's shaking. Like humping her. Yeah, but... In a weird way. But he's like, in a Tom Green way. Yeah. He's exhausting. I was a Tom Green fan. I watched the show. I did too. He's definitely like one of those things where we can look back in time and be like, why was he so popular? Yeah. Why like, was I a fan? I did think that like his song was funny and I did like the beginning of his tour guide. I don't think he was bad, but I, I agree. He he is a little bit exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. Times. He was. Do you want to move on to the next award? Yes, we shall. The Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give your award to? I gave mine to Sean William Scott. Okay. He was the funniest part of the movie. Overall, He's I love his dry sarcasm. Yeah. I mentioned him talking to Josh's crotch. He just has good zingers, too. Josh is like, yeah, I'm invested in my relationship. And he's like, who the fuck are you, Charles Schwab? <laughs> yeah. But then he just has some silly stuff. Like I mentioned when the car blows up, he the airbags deploy and he, the kid's crying. Kyle's upset because, right. you know, my dad's going to kill me. And he's just standing there looking at his sunglasses because they got broken. Right. <laughs> so just throughout the movie, any chuckles that I had for the most part were centered around him. 
I did forget to mention the part, and it just popped in my head and it had nothing to do with Sean William Scott, but when his uh, Kyle's parents are kind of following the trail mm-hmm. of... Because they think he's being murdered and kidnapped, and somebody stole his car and his credit card, but they're at the scene where the car is, mm-hmm. and Matt Walsh's character is like, it looks like somebody got raped and murdered here, and they're like, how, how can you say that? He's like, I just get a feeling. Like, the way he said it so... Just matter of fact, I thought was hilarious. And there's another investigator standing there. He's like, well, we haven't found a drip of semen yet. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't mean we won't. Who did you give yours award, your I get, award to? I give mine to Paulo Constanzo, okay. Ruben, mm-hmm. because I think he's one of the more likable characters like EL or even Kyle. Yeah. And, you know, he's chill. He just smokes pot. Mm-hmm. And he has some growth in the sense that he... He doesn't really have that much growth, but I just enjoyed everything he did. And he wasn't super annoying, but he says a line in the beginning when they're, it's after the party, after Josh and Beth hook up and they're kind of asking him like, did you hook up with Beth? And he's like, he's like, yeah, we hooked up. He's like, it isn't cool to kiss a girl and then lie and say you had sex with her, Josh. (laughs) But just the way he said it, he was kind of sarcastic. And I think he was a better straight man than Josh was. Agreed. I think he had a better personality. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there was too many people in this movie. And I, I, I'll put Anthony Rapp in that too. Mm-hmm. Like Jacob. I don't, to me, he didn't even serve really a purpose. Other than he has a crush on a girl. Yeah. And then it does correlate with him being Josh's TA. Mm-hmm. So that kind of puts that in a bad situation. But I think like they don't really do anything with him. But I did like Ruben as a character and... I just liked at the end when they were trying to convince the mailroom guy to give them the tape. And he's just like, go have a next to him pie or something. I don't know why. Just <laughs> he's the like, way he said take it. a walk. Yeah. Have an Eskimo pie. And then he is high times man of the year. He is. So. I feel like you bring up a good point. There's too many characters where it's like maybe combined him and Josh and you had a, had a good character. Yeah. But yeah. No, I agree. But also, yeah. I've forgot to mention jacob's like end story was really dark he starts a cult and then (laughs) he's the only one that drank the kool-aid yeah uh that's pretty funny i'm not gonna lie i did like beth too amy smart Mm -hmm. because of the thing that happened in boston but i didn't like the last line she says to josh and she's like i did good right like she's looking for his approval because she called a bomb threat so he wouldn't miss his test yeah and i'm like you don't need this was the sex that good (laughs) like you don't care that he had a girlfriend and that he traveled across country to make sure he didn't get in trouble with his girlfriend that's a whole nother thing yeah have some respect for yourself beth is all i have to say do you want to move on to the answering the question yes does this movie hold up and what do you think i think it did in the sense I didn't feel like there was a lot of cringy or offensiveness to it. I still found the movie funny. I will say there, like you bring up a real good point. I liked Breckenmeyer when I first saw this movie and enjoyed him. And then when you rewatch it, you're like, what's the point of him? Right. But I felt Kyle was very funny. Sean William Scott's very funny. I felt there was enough there that it held up for me. Okay. What about you? I actually agree. Okay. I know I said I didn't think it was going to hold up, but I think I was dwelling on some parts that I made up in my head, kind of. Same. Um, 
and things weren't that bad. And I still found myself laughing at things. It's not like revolutionary or anything, but it's a funny movie and I could see myself watching it again down the line. Yeah. Down down the road, down the line. Who knows? Uh, if we're still alive in like 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was enjoyable. There was some things that do not fly in 2020. Overall, it wasn't a bad movie. No, I thought there was going to be way more offensive stuff. Yeah. Because just... I just think of a comedy from 20 years ago. They're going to take a lot of liberties and take cheap jokes and stuff. And there, yeah, there was a couple, but there wasn't a ton. Right. I cringe anytime I think of a movie that's centered around college guys from 20 plus years ago because I just assume they're going to be ripping every single type of person to shreds that don't look like them. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in several movies we've done for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. pleasantly surprised on this one. Yeah, very much so. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, As always, why don't you leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts app? I always want to say iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore. And if you like the podcast, go ahead and tell a friend. Maybe head over to our uh, website, buy a sticker, buy buy a a t-shirt. Yeah. Put that sticker on your car. Let people know what you listened to. Yeah, for sure. We're going to plaster stickers all over Phoenix. Yeah, we are. We we only bought a couple. I'm going to put one on my laptop, though. For sure. Same. What movies are we doing on next week's poll? That's a good question, Ryan. Mm -hmm. A question I don't have an answer for yet. (laughs) Also, join the Ruiners Club. Hello. Get them three bonusodes. Fourth one coming soon. Why is it not letting me go back? Okay. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. So next week, we're heading back to uh, Apocalypse Town. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Apocalypse Town. And we're doing two apocalyptic type action movies. The first one is 2012. Mm -hmm. Made in 2009. (laughs) Yeah already a classic and the other one is i am legend yes which is my pick i'm sorry okay i'll take i'll take the john cusack movie you thought it was gonna take the john cusack movie no i knew you were gonna take i am legend because i know you like that movie yeah i love that movie but we haven't seen in a while no have not those are the two movies that we're gonna have next week to celebrate the beautiful year we are in 2020 Mm -hmm. sarcasm get over to facebook and twitter on wednesday to vote and then also it'll be up on friday on the instagram yes it seems like we're getting a lot of votes on twitter so i really appreciate people taking the time to go vote on twitter and yeah hopefully i win this week oh 2012 guys come on i am legend you suck basically speed zombie vampires you suck anyway Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys, again for the 20th time. As always, we'll talk to you, hear you. You'll listen to us later. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.